0: Hey, hey! it's awesome to be with you today. Um, uh, my name is Daryl and, um, and uh, as the lovely lady said, we, we've been uh, pastoring out at, at Pukeko for five years and, and, and it's been so exciting to watch um, uh, Adam and Darcy and, and your whole journey here unfolding. So happy birthday from last week. Uh, two years is just amazing. What a journey, what a ride. Uh, can I encourage you to come on? The, the best is yet to come. It's just the beginning. It's just like yeah, you know, just like the toddler kind on of the stage, and now we're growing up to teenagers and all those things. Just, just go for it. Go for God, uh, and go for your city. Go for this community. Um, so I, I want to say a big thing. One, I, one of the things I love about Frosty and Darcy is, is that is that they're, they're just just nice people. They're, they're incredible people. <laughs> I was just trying to think, what do I say? No, that, but they're some of the most amazing people that you could uh, ever come across, so, so I want to commend them and honor them uh, to you today that, that uh, uh, see, see behind some of the, the, the work that they do behind the scenes for all of our campuses, for our church uh, across the nation and and they are amazing people. So it's a real, uh, it is a real honour to be here today, even though you made fun of me in the first service. That's fine. Uh, but but it's, so, it's so good. I love the fact that Elon Christian Centre, we, we exist to be a centre of hope, to reach, serve and influence our community. And, and can I encourage you this Easter to why don't you grab a bunch of flyers and, and take them home go, um, and, and give them out. Yeah, put them in some letterboxes, but, but be a bit bolder this year. Why don't you be a bit brave? Why don't you, why don't you uh, stop people in the streets? Stop them in the cars? Stop the intersections even? Put some <laughs> through the windows? Do all that stuff. Not in pookie and Papakura. Um, but, but come on, because Easter is something that, uh, that um, a lot of research says that, uh, that people come to church. If, if they're not uh, church people or, or Christians, they'll come to church twice a year. At Christmas time and next week. At Easter, and, and so can I encourage you, why don't, we be a, why don't we be a church this year? Why don't we be a, a, a people who love God this year? And, and not just do the Easter egg thing, which is chocolate is fantastic and, and the fun of that, but, but let's experience Easter afresh this year. Because I, because I know if, if, if something stirs in your heart about what Jesus did for us and the meaning of Easter and, and just the, the light of hope that you can be into your neighbourhood and to your communities, lives will change. You, you will stick out. You will stand out because something different about you. Come on, let's go for it this year. I, I believe that, that our church is the, the best years to come. We, we only have eight locations, only eight locations at the moment. Uh, but but that's, be, that's because I just see God as doing something in our city and in our nation. Uh, I understand that, uh, that last year for, for many, uh, you know, that, that this 2020 was one to forget. Uh, that we, we all were forced to do things we didn't really want to do and or stay home. And, and, but, but I tell you what, I, I think uh, that God is on the move. Uh, he uses people like you and me. And, and, and this morning I, I want to kind of paint a picture about how valuable you are to God. The value that we all have. Now now how many people, actually let's pray, why don't we pray first, that would be a great place to start. Eh? Father, Lord, this morning. Lord, I thank you for these incredible people here today. Lord, for, for, for men and women, Father, for, for young people, Lord, for children and the elderly. Father, Lord, I thank you for uh, that each one is here today. Lord, I pray would you give us eyes to see what you're doing, ears to hear what you're saying, oh God. I, I pray for each one that, Lord, just, just needs to, to hear a word, Father God, of encouragement, a word of inspiration, O oh God. Lord, Lord, a thought or, that, or even a picture, Lord, painted it, Father, I pray today. Lord, would you speak to us? Lord, would you guide us and will you lead us this morning, I pray. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Now, have you ever been to the uh, like that A.M.P. show or the circus or one of those fairs where they have those those mirror walls there, and and you stand in front of those mirrors and and there are those funny mirrors that make you look like you're doing all sorts of crazy things, you know, like like the one that that makes your head look really big and your body really small, or makes you look really wide, or you know, that make you look really short. And but there's there's my all-time favorite, my all-time favorite, and, and I'm I'm picking. I'll, I'll put my hand up. So probably means all time favorite mirror is the one that makes you look really muscly. Like that, like you, you stand in front of it and you look, whoa, look, look at that. You look just like Frosty. Your arms are bulging, your shoulders are big. I, I wasn't expecting that kind of laugh, to be honest. That was pretty, yeah. But, but you, but you showed, like the mirror shows you, you see a reflection of yourself and you've got big arms and your muscles are all big there and, and you want to take that mirror home and, and it's just an amazing thing. But, but the sad reality is, is that that's just a reflection of an imitation of you. Right. That, that it's not the real you. Right. Uh, it's, it's a mirror that kind of makes you laugh and it may be like, like you, when you see yourself in the mirror there, but it's not the real you. And this morning, I, I'm hoping, I'm praying, I want to paint a picture that, that sometimes we, as, as the Word of God says, that, that we look on the outside, but God looks in the heart. And, and our world is so full of, of our outside, our, our external, what we have, what we drive. We find value in ourselves by, by sometimes our jobs that we do, the people we hang around with. But, but I, can't, I want us to, to steer towards how, does, how do you think how do you know, what, what do you believe of what God says about you? Because here's the truth. He loves you. He's got a plan for your life. He's got a purpose for your life. He, he's planted, he's given you incredible gifts to use to serve, uh, to reach a community, to reach your neighborhoods. Uh, you are anointed, you are called, you are blessed, you are highly favoured, you're a champion. You're a son and you're a daughter. You're kings and queens of the, of the most high God. You have everything you need to accomplish His plans and His purposes for your life. But so often, like our, like our celebrity, we, we, we see everything on the outside and think, wow, they've got it together. That, 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 those celebrities, wow, well, the fame and fortune and people around them. But so often, every week on the news, we hear about celebrities and the, the inner world, the inner struggles that they have. It's a reflection of an imitation of them. And I want us to, I want us to kind of deal with some, a couple of things this morning around how valuable you are. Because I, I know that if we, can, if we can all gain a new picture of how God sees us, what he says about us, that we could change our world. You, you could change your neighbourhoods. You don't have to be a big preacher on a street corner, but you can be a light in your neighbourhood. You can be a person who shows the love of God down your street, down your tower block or your flat. You can be the one who makes a difference in their world. Now, there's a study that the New York City University made, done a study about this, about how men and women really do see things differently. True. True. It's very true. So the research that they did uh, a few years ago showed this, that men's eyes are more sensitive to small details and moving objects. I don't know, but that's what they said. While women are more perceptive to colour changes. They also found that in this study from some of the experiments that they did, that men and women focus differently. Uh, And experiments revealed that men are likely to focus on the mouth of a person during a conversation... Uh, and are more likely to be distracted by movement behind that person. While women, women tend to shift their focus between the speaker's eyes and their whole body, uh, and they are more likely to be distracted by anything. (laughs) Don't shoot the messenger here. Uh, The study also found that in, in most cases, the females had a better sensitivity and ability to categorise bad smells way better than males. That's very true, that one. So men, it appears that ladies have better ears and better noses than we do. But the study concluded that men and women, we just see things differently. Uh, and there are times when you and I, uh, we don't see things like other people see things. See, all too often, we, when we look at ourselves, when we look at ourselves, what we see is the reflection of an imitation. And we don't see any of that value See, the Bible says that a lot of things about us, about you, about you as a person, how he created you, he formed you with amazing gifts and talents, with plans and purposes. And I think sometimes sometimes we can kind of take things for granted that I think one of the biggest lies of the enemy of the devil is to tell you that you're not really worthy. You're not valuable. That, that you're a nobody. That, that I think it's one of the cruelest lies he can, he can ever say to us. And I, and I want you to know today, you don't believe it. It's a lie. It's not true. It's not true at all. And that you are valuable in the sight of God, and, and, and not because of what you can necessarily can, can do in the kingdom, but he, he loves you for you. He, he loves you. Uh, if you were the last person on the world, he would do it all again just for you. Uh, come on, let's check out some scripture this morning because you are precious to God. You are precious to him. And, and I want us to understand or, or know that. who, What does God say about us? Who does he say we are? Uh, Matthew 13, verse 44 to 46. And, and there's, there's two stories here. Two of the same stories just told uh, a slightly different way. So let, let's check it out from verse 44. Uh, it says this, A person discovered that there was hidden treasure in a field. Upon finding it, he hid it again. Because of un- undeclaredness, Uncovering such treasure, he was overjoyed and sold all that he had possessed to buy the entire field just so he could have the treasure. Uh, now, uh, what, what an amazing picture of, of a person who discovered something that captured his heart so much. It, it, it made him uh, perform an action of selling everything he had just to get hold of that treasure. Like, like, can you imagine it? Can you imagine finding something so special, so valuable, so important to you that you would go home today, sell everything you had just to get that one thing? You know, like, like, sell your car, sell, sell your house, everything in your cupboards, everything. It, it says that he sold everything just for the joy of having that treasure. Well, what an amazing picture of of, of how a treasure could force such a strong. Action. He, he wasn't just you know, having a like tingly happy moment right there. It was such a deep joy that it would force him to do so much to possess the treasure. It, it's like this. It's like, it, it's like the Indiana Jones movie, right? The ultimate treasure hunter. Uh, th- this guy that ha- has done sold everything. And like Indiana Jones, he he discovered he wanted the treasure. He did everything he could to find it, and then everything he could to hold on to that treasure see, treasure is, is something that when people understand its true value, they will do everything they can to have it. Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 21, that wherever your treasure is, there will the desires of your heart be also. Two things about treasure that we need to know. Uh, first thing is this, is that treasure can make a person do extraordinary things to have it. Second thing is that treasure takes a place in our lives and in our hearts. See, how do you define treasure? If I was to ask you right now, how would you define treasure? By its value and by how important it is to you. By value and by importance. See, if I was to ask you right now, if you were to take 30 seconds to to have a reflector on your life right now. If I was to ask you, what is it for you? What would you say? What, what do you have that's so valuable to you, and to get it, you did something extraordinary? What is it? Or, or what, is, what is it that, that is so important to you that it now takes a place in your life and it influences your decisions? It, it affects your energy, it affects the outcome of your life. Well, what, what is it? If you were to write it down or, or put it on your phone right now, what? Is it for you? Maybe it's a dream. Maybe it's that financial security that you, you've worked so hard to get. You, you've done extraordinary things to get to that place. What is it? What is, maybe it's the picture of life that people frame you. you you've worked so hard to, to be that sports person or to the head of that business. What is it for you that class classes treasure, so important or so valuable to you? What is it? Because here's, here's the thing, unsurrendered treasure, unsurrendered treasure, it has ability to take a seat in our heart. That treasure was never intended to take. An unsurrendered treasure, it, it assumes a place, like at the head of our table of a, in our lives. It, it pushes its way to the top, even though there has been no invitation. Unsurrendered treasure. See, in our lives... The truth is that there's only one space for one bottom at the, top, at the seat of your life. The head of your table is only one seat for one place. Verse 46 says it's a, the same again of a, of a picture with a, a different angle. And I, I love how this, the, the Passion Translation puts it. It says this heaven's kingdom realm is also like a jewel merchant in search of rare pearls. You see, so when he discovered one very precious pearl and exquisite, he immediately gave up all he had in exchange for it. Gave up everything to have that one pearl. And, and if you were to go home today and research this, uh, this particular uh, little passage of Scripture, all these pictures here, you, you'll find that, that theologians say that this, the two characters in this st- short story one, the jewel merchant who is searching for precious pearls is Jesus. And the precious, exquisite pearl that's people you, me, us. How precious you are to him. How valuable you are to him. How important you are to him. That he would search for you and when he would find you, he would give up everything, his place, his life, everything, not sell it. He, 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 didn't, uh, you know, he, he didn't search for you on Facebook to check out your profile or what your Snapchat is like. He, he didn't phone a friend. He didn't, he didn't go on a big hunt to see, hey, what, what is this person all about? When he found you like a precious pearl, he gave up everything just so he could have you. See, you prompted him. You prompted him to give up all in exchange for having you as his very own, the greatest exchange ever. So maybe today, maybe you're you're here today, and this is actually like a, a totally new mirror for you to view yourself in, because your current view is one of that, why would someone even think about giving me another start? Why would anyone do that for me? Maybe you've been the person who's, who's walked away. Maybe I, I need to tell you today that Jesus Christ did it all for you. It's called the greatest exchange ever. Uh, that we could bring our junk, our rubbish, our stuff, and he would exchange it for new life. He would take it upon himself. This Easter is a, this is our time to shine, everybody. This is the, the story of, of Easter it is about a God loving people so much that he would send his one and his best, his first for each one, even though we didn't know him, even though we were unworthy, he would give up everything to have us. To have you. It's the greatest exchange. Your shame for his freedom. Our pain for his healing. It's the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. What do we do? What do we do? I've, I've got three really quick fire things this morning. The view in my new mirror, and I've kind of designed these as a bit of a declaration for you, just like, like Frosty spends a lot of time in the mirror in the mornings. You can do this today. You can write on the mirror. You can, you can quote some of these. Because I know the more you put in, If you put in the right stuff, it changes who you become. Word of God says that it's about the renewing of our minds. It's what we put in our hearts that comes out. So put in the right stuff. Put in good stuff. Why would you put in yourself what social media sees about you? Why don't you put in what the Word of God says about you? What He sees. what you. Here we go. The first thing is this, is that He never gives up on me. He never gives up on me. You know, put it on your phone, write it on your, your window, put it on your, your screens at, at work. He never, ever gives up on me. The, the Bible has some amazing stories. And one of the stories that, that you well know is as much as me, if you're a church uh, person this morning. And, but if you're not, I want to tell you this story about a son who walked away from his father. Taking every, everything that he was owned, the son took the father's, uh, his inheritance like a, a bunch of money and went off to do life his own way, the way he wanted to do it. Economic times hit hard and, and the son uh, saw all his money go. He ended up feeding animals at a pen, maybe at a farm, and, and the food that he was feeding the animals started to look really good to him because he was so starving. He was in such a place where there was no way out. The only thing he could remember that even at his father's house, there was a place for him. So the son gets on the, on the ridge's side, makes that big decision to swallow his pride to head home to, to where his father was. And, and, and even though he was a long way off down the road, down the motorway, the father was at the end of the driveway looking, waiting anticipating his his return, his father never, ever gave up on his son. Jesus Christ, no matter how far you go, no matter what you do, he will never, ever give up on you. It's like he's at the end of the driveway just waiting for your return. Maybe you've been the one who's walked away. Maybe you've left things behind. Maybe you've left people behind. And, and now you're kind of carrying the scars of that or the pain of that or the shame of that. Can I say, I, I want to encourage you that after the services an incredible ministry team here, that because, because the great exchange is whether it's your fault or whether it's my fault or whoever's fault it is, in uh, and, and some cases it doesn't necessarily matter. The great exchange for Jesus Christ is that he will exchange your shame and your pain for his freedom. Yeah. So come on, we're a church that expects breakthrough. You can do that after our service today. He's just at the end of the driveway looking and waiting for you to come. The second thing is this, the view in my new mirror knows that I am precious to him. I am precious. And declare it over yourself. I know it's not, guys. I'm sorry. It's not a very manly word to kind of say, but but you could whisper it under your breath or something like that. But precious to God that He would do anything and everything for you. Ephesians one verse four it says this. It says even before He made the world, God loved us. Even before He made the world, God loved you, and He chose us to be in Christ to be holy and without fault in his own eyes. Many years ago we were living in, in Hamilton and I was uh, on, on staff at the church in Hamilton Elam down there at, at the base and, and we, we're normally a family of five and, and we had this uh, amazing church uh, service this one morning and, and I took a car to church, my wife took a car to church, uh, we're a family of five, right? Remember that. Uh, we, we After the service had such a fantastic morning we get home, sit down at the table for lunch and now we're a family of four I said, you were going to bring her home. No, you were going to bring her home. No, it wasn't me. It was you. Family of four, one of our children, beautiful little blonde-headed girls, was left at church by herself. (laughs) Four years old. I couldn't believe it that we'd done, that That I'd left her behind. As Parents, you know, if you've done that, it's like there's something in your stomach that just is like, Oh my gosh! How could I do that? It's a terrible feeling, and I didn't think I've still got two. (laughs) Sixty-six point something percent. That's that's not about if I if I got that in my exams at at school. Sixty-six percent. That would have been wow. That is amazing. (laughs) I was heartbroken. What am I going to say to I, I jumped in the car straight away and I broke probably every, if, yeah, if you're the policemen. please forgive me. I, I, I broke every speed, you know, road rule, speed limit to get to that kid because I was, there was no way I wanted to leave her there. She was so precious to me. I would do anything to get here. I broke all the rules just to go and get her. because, because And you know what? I got there, and I was so like I'm thinking, this kid is probably going to be a mess in the corner, probably screaming or crying. And, and she was having a blast. All her friends were still there. It's like, what are you doing here? Why did you come back for? She didn't even realize that we'd gone and left her behind. Praise the Lord. <laughs> she was so precious to me. I couldn't believe what I'd done. I would give anything if that little scar on her heart, you know those little eyes looking at you and like oh, I'm so sorry darling I didn't she's so precious to me I'd do anything. You know this God thinks the same of you. Yeah. That you are so precious to him that he would exchange all our stuff for his love that he would Wait at the end of the driveway just for you and just for me, anticipating your return. The value that he holds for you and for me is incredible. One of the, don't believe the devil's lie when he says you're worthless. It's not true. It's not true. Whoever said that to you, it's not true. The word of God says he formed you, he created you, that you are his. You were precious to him. Band, you could come. That would be great. Last, third and final thing is this, is that the view in my new mirror knows that he gave it all for me. He gave it all, everything he had. If I was to tell you that there's something in this bag that would change your life. It's not an Amway thing. It's something, yeah. Sorry if you're an Amway. That's great. Great products. Um. If there was something in this bag that that is so precious, so important, so valuable to me that would change the future of your life, that would change everything for you, what would you give me for it? What would you give in exchange for this would you would you open your wallet and try to give me some money for what 's in here? would you Maybe take a little bit of public humiliation for what's in this bag. Like like to come forward right now, I'll put you in a tutu and you can do a little ballet dance. Would you, would you, would you do that for what I've got in this bag? It would change everything for you. Your life will never, ever be the same if you could have what's in this bag. What about a bit of pain? Would you go through a bit of pain to have what I've got here? I'm not talking like just hard times, but would you take some pain upon your body to have what I've got in this bag here? Like like real, you know, like hit your hand with a hammer kind of thing. Would you do that? For what I've got on this bag. What about? What, what about so much pain that you know you'd start to bleed, would you? Would you try to offer me like that, like your blood for something? In here? If it was so valuable, if it was so important, if it would change everything, would you? What would you exchange for it? I want to remind you today, or let you know today, that Jesus Christ gave everything, gave everything for you. It's like he took all our stuff. He, he, he exchanged your pain, our sin, our mess for his life. That we might be free. That you might be free. That you may live your best life now. Hebrews 12 to it says this. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. Get this. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Me and you, you and I, we were part of this joy. You and I were on his mind when he endured the cross, scorning its shame, bit of public humiliation. He did that for you and for me. And then he sat down at the right hand of God. He took the amnes. He exchanged it for his love.